Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. I'm your host, Jill Jardine, longtime professional astrologer, psychic healer, and yogi. In today's episode, I'm going to interview Chef Sylvia Bianco. Sylvia is an award-winning chef, writer, and former restaurateur. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how fear affects your health, your food choices, your body image, and how you move through life. We're also going to talk about food and consciousness, so you'll want to stay tuned. Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. In today's episode, I'm going to interview Sylvia Bianco. Sylvia Bianco is an award-winning chef, writer, and former restaurateur. She was the co-owner of Biscotti, a much-loved Italian restaurant in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and winner of Zagat's Award of Distinction for multiple years. At Biscotti, Sylvia wowed her customers with original sautéed Italian dishes, which exemplified the simplicity of her native cuisine in her own distinct contemporary style. She quickly simply became known as Chef Sylvia. (laughs) Chef Sylvia began offering cooking classes to her restaurant patrons in 1995 to a wide variety of culinary tastes from American to European to continental fare. Today, she gives cooking classes to private groups and corporate groups, the latter is team-building events, for some of America's top companies, including GE, Unilever, Dannon, Barnes & Noble, Procter & Gamble, and many others. She also serves as the resident chef at Williams-Sonoma, one of the world's leading specialty cookware and home furnishing retailers in Danbury, Connecticut. Chef Sylvia has cooked on stage at the highly acclaimed Ridgefield Playhouse and the James Beard House and on numerous national TV shows, including the Today Show on NBC. Author of the book Simply Sauté, the first in-depth book on sauté in the U.S., Chef Sylvia is a regular contributor to the hugely popular website www.simplereminders.com with 6 million followers and has also written for the Huffington Post. She considers herself a holistic chef and spiritual teacher, writing from her years of spiritual study and practice as a longtime student of A Course in Miracles. She has a spiritual blog called Miracles and the Chef, in addition to a more mainstream blog called Notes from the Chef. If you would like to contact her, her website is chefsylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A.com. Chef Sylvia has an MBA in marketing from Pace University in Manhattan and a BA in speech and theater from SUNY, the State University of New York. I am so honored and pleased to welcome my guest and my friend, Sylvia Bianco. Hi, Jill. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. We were talking off mic about how the predominance of fear in our society now affects people in more ways than they can even comprehend. And so you were going to talk about how that's related to food. Yeah. I mean, I first noticed it in food only because, you know, how it affects me. Okay. And and then I realized as I was getting more and more involved in the health food community, yes. how so many of my friends with or end practitioners, even though they had really good intentions about this, would steer you towards like you have to eat a certain type of food in order to remain healthy. Right. And if you didn't eat this and if or if you ate that, it would be harmful for you. Yes. But at the same time, we're noticing how the climate changes. 
Right. Well, you know, it's the whole thing with like, oh, paleo is the only way you can lose weight. Keto is the only way you can lose weight. And quite frankly, I think that diets are are just very, very individual based on the metabolism of Absolutely. You have to know your body right. and you have to know what reacts well with you. I mean, even in general things, do you remember for years and years and years, doctors were saying eggs were bad for you? Right. 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 Yeah. And now, Cholesterol. And, yeah. And now it's the world's perfect food, which it has always been. Right. That has never changed. Well, I mean, I think that's, it's really how it is spun by the quote, medical experts, the dietary experts, the nutritionists, you know, what's, and, and a lot of it is just fad too. Right. And big business. Do you right. remember, you know, we've always heard, we grew up hearing breakfast is the most important meal. Right. Guess what? It's not. <laughs> right. And then you hear the other never skip breakfast, never skip breakfast. Mm-hmm. Or now we have intermittent fasting. Right. Don't eat breakfast. Don't right. eat breakfast. Exactly. Eat that coffee. Have your um, bulletproof coffee with the uh, ghee and the coconut oil mm-hmm. and the coffee right. and stir right. it up and lose weight. Well, I've tried that. And yeah, I, I feel that you have to have metabolic things in order as well, like in, in right. order for some of this stuff right. to succeed. Right. I mean, we have to use our common sense and right. we have to use our common sense in everything. And part of it is getting to know our own body. But at the same time, you know, if you live long enough, <laughs> you realize that uh, food trends come and go. Right. And so you have to decide what is best for you. And personally, what I found, and you know, some of your listeners might think this is shocking, but I would rather, I would much, much rather eat junk food with joy than healthy food with fear that I needed to eat that in order to stay well. That is such an excellent point. How the emotional state, Mm -hmm. the vibrational state when you're eating affects you. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Chef Sylvia, how important is it what somebody's mental or emotional state is as they're about to eat something or as they're even preparing a meal or going out to a restaurant to eat something. What can you tell our listeners about that? That's funny. I used to joke all the time that never eat in a restaurant in which the chefs are fighting in the kitchen because the emotion really it penetrates the food and we can feel it on a vibrational level. That's for sure. Right? So when we're preparing, even at home, when we're preparing food and we're preparing it with joy and pleasure and wanting to provide nutrition for our family, but it's also... A, a time to relax right, and enjoy the pleasures of food, the smells of food. When you think about it, when you think about your childhood, yes, what's in a, in a, an aroma comes up that will bring you back to right. a time and place more than any other sensation. Even music, like when you hear a song from like your, from your teenagehood, I remember well, what say I was sound, doing. Yeah, yeah. Sound, sound and, and smell, smell are two really important things. So they will stir up an emotion. Right. And that will affect how we, you know, I can't prove this scientifically. Right. And I haven't studied it. It's my belief that it will affect how we process food. Right. And I said before, and also it's worth repeating, yes. that I would rather eat something in junk food in joy right. than healthy, the healthiest food in the world with guilt and fear. 
Okay, right. So let's say somebody is going and they're really looking forward to, let's say, having a braised short rib or a really nice steak in a restaurant, but they are kind of like, oh, that's fattening, that's fattening, because society programs people Mm -hmm. to think that like, oh, and it's red meat, I shouldn't have it. Oh, you know, I need to be a vegan. I mean, there's so much conflict. So they do eat, let's say, the steak, but they feel very conflicted. Why bother at that point? Exactly. Don't eat it. Right. Don't eat it. Yeah. And the same thing is if, let's say, you say, oh, I'm doing smoothies, healthy smoothies, green smoothies, and I have to do them because I have to lose weight. I can only have smoothies and juice, this juice diet and these green diet. And at the end of it, I'm going to have lost some weight, but I really can't stand how tired and deprived I feel. Right. And then you feel that you're you're punishing yourself. Right. Punitive self-behavior. Right. And punishment never, never adds up to anything good. Just like any decision made in fear right. will never result in anything good. And we see that in our food. We see that in the choices we make in relationships and where we live. I mean, look at what's going on in the world right now. We're bombarded with fear. Right. Is that making us healthier? Is that making us kinder people? Or is that really stirring the pot and making us bringing out the um, the negativity that's long been buried in all of us? Right. I've noticed that what is going on with all this fear being perpetuated out there in the world and in, even in communities is that people are really getting into their own shadow content, which of which fear is a big piece, but also anger is, okay? So people are getting really angry because anger is really unstuck energy, Mm -hmm. but it's how you work with it and how direct it. It's better to go hit the punching bag at the boxing gym, but now it's not open, right? So punch your pillow as opposed to projecting it out on Facebook and comments or out in the world. I mean, anger is a defense when your boundaries have been violated, believe it or not. So a lot of people who have had abuse in their youth or young, you know, something bad happened to them, have anger that's suppressed. And then that comes out, but there's a way to process it that's healthy. Right. Psychotherapy. And and health is really the ability to look at whatever your issues are honestly. You don't stay there. Like no one's saying, okay, stay in your phobias. But you cannot, and you know this is true, Jill, you cannot heal what you are unwilling to look at, period. Right. Right. So this guilt that we were talking about, especially guilt about eating or... Mm -hmm you know, the way it manifests that like, oh, if I eat that, I'm going to get fat. Is that like a self-perpetuating prophecy, so so to speak? Absolutely. And not only that, it's a conditioned response. Okay. Say more about that, please. Well, one of the things that, you know, the way we get to really um, observe and know ourselves is that it's mirrored out in our life. Right. Okay. So how our body reacts is something that is almost instant. Yes. So for instance, if we eat pasta and we get a bloated belly, we can look at that and see, well, you know, maybe that isn't, doesn't agree with me. Right. How can I adjust that? Right. Like you don't metabolically accept it or that maybe if you want to eat the pasta, get some enzymes, something like that. Or as we were saying earlier, you look and you see 
do I have guilt about this because I think mm-hmm. it's going to make me fat because it's carbs. Right. We've right. been conditioned about carbs and right. that's a, a big response. Whereas we go to Italy and not everyone is fat because they eat pasta. Why? But what do you think that is? I mean, uh, health experts would say that it's because of the way they treat their wheat. And here we know it's full of right. contam- that, that contamination. That has, I'm sure, something to do with it. And again, we can't, it's not like we can ignore the physicality of being human. We have to take that into consideration. But we also know that thought creates. Right. And and our thought will affect how our the very cells in our bodies react. So when we are in joy, it will react in a whole different way. And if you want, maybe um, in the next segment, I can tell you a personal story about me and smoking. Oh, that would be good for our listeners to hear. So when we come back, we're going to discuss food and consciousness as well. On these hot summer evenings, don't you just feel like kicking back with a nice glass of wine to unwind? But you can't stand the pesticides and fillers and wine headaches you get from most wines? Let me tell you about Scout & Cellar Clean Crafted Wine. Scout & Cellar offers a complete line of sparkling white rosé to red wines, All of them are always free of synthetic pesticides, chemical additives, and sweeteners. Try these delicious pure wines straight from the grape to your glass. Order yours at Scout, S-C-O-U-T, and Cellar, C-E-L-L-A-R, dot com, backslash, Jill Jardine. My guest is Chef Sylvia Bianco, and we're going to discuss food and consciousness. What can you tell my listeners about that big topic, Sylvia? (laughs) Well, I was going to tell you, start off by telling you my smoking story. I know that's not directly about food, but it is about consciousness and our conditioned beliefs and responses. Okay. Okay. Um, I hate to admit this, but I had been smoking most of my life. Okay. But now it's been four years since I have completely stopped. Okay. But if you had asked me, I loved smoking. All right. You know, especially as a chef, you know, you take a a break in the kitchen, then you go out and you have a cigarette with your sous chef. And oh my God, it's the best thing in the world after a, a four or five hour shift. I never really even considered stopping. Okay. And I was so addicted that I thought, okay, if I have to stop smoking, I'm going to have to need the patch. I'm going to need hypnosis. I'm going to need pills because or else I can't do it. Right, right. That was my conscious thought process. Right, okay. Okay. But what happened is I went on a trip with two friends to Costa Rica Okay. And both of them were non-smokers. Okay. So I bought one pack of cigarettes with me because I figured I'm not going to smoke a lot, right. but they're there if I want one. So the first night there, I thought, oh, I don't feel like walking away from where they are in order to have my cigarette. So I'll smoke tomorrow. Well, tomorrow came and we went on a hike and I'm like, oh, I don't want to smoke right now because then I've got to stop the hike and you know, so I'll smoke later. And then I realized how hard it was for me to keep up with my two friends. Oh, okay. Anyway, one day led to the next, to the next, and I didn't smoke at all in the whole, what was it, uh, a 10-day trip to Costa Rica? Wow. Well, it seems like you didn't have the external stimuli, uh, you know, the same environment that you normally were in. Exactly. So I thought when I came home, I was going to have a really hard time 
to not pick it up again. Okay. So I thought to myself, I know what, I'm going to change the furniture so I won't be sitting on the same spot, which will trigger, okay, I'm going to sit on this spot. Here's my coffee. Here's my cigarette. Well, none of that happened. None of it. And I have not smoked since. I still have that pack of cigarettes. I've had no desire well, what, so how would you explain that to our listeners? What do you think happened there? <laughs> well, here's where consciousness comes in, okay? Because, you know, consciously, I thought it was going to be hard. Right. Now, this experience, and I can't negate it because it happened. Here I am four years later, and I still have no, not only have I not have a, had a cigarette, I have no desire for a cigarette. So you got rid of the trigger, the, the trigger for it. It wasn't even the trigger. What I think happened was the, my big beef with smoking was that it had control over me. Oh, and okay. at the time, okay. I was really focused on freeing up my life from outside fears and issues that were controlling how I felt about myself. So I was going doing a deep dive into my own being. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at consciousness, there are things that happen that we're conscious of, and then there's a whole pathway, let's say, of what is meant to be that we're not even conscious of at all. And so the bottom line is this, is that I don't, be, I don't believe that anything happens in our life that is not there to further our soul's journey. I concur. I mean, this right? is what Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine is all about, how the soul basically already has a plan for us. We just have to wake up to our soul's uh, evolutionary path. Um, but our personality gets in the way, which is also our subconscious. Right. And that's the small self. Right. Whereas when we're aligned with our true self and our higher self, fear drops away. We don't even have to consciously try and get rid of fear. Right. It's, it's, it's really getting to know who we truly are. And the fear just drops away. And then we're in trust. And when we're in trust, we know we're always in a place where we need to be. So how helpful is that in a time of pandemic when we're so afraid of, of just about even, you know, having any contact with our, our, our fellow humans? Right. But if we're not in fear, it doesn't mean that we go to a crowded party indoors with no mask because that's just stupid. Right. Right. I mean, there's discernment and you have to, you know, in the time of a pandemic, of course, you need discernment, but you need discernment in your everyday life anyway, or, you know, you'll get taken advantage of. And in this case, you could contract a virus if you are not discerning. Exactly. And when you're not in fear, then you know that your vibration is also lifted. And when your vibration is lifted, then your immune system is working better. And then scientifically, it makes sense why you would not as easily contact the virus if you're in that state. Right, you're vibing. Well, you know, I remember I studied, you know, with our teacher, Barbara Hanklau, many years Mm -hmm. ago, but I also studied homeopathics. And there's a dimension that's called the telluric realm, which is where viruses and bacteria kind of, you know, it's a different Mm -hmm. dimension. It's Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. with the third. But, you know, when we're doing our love 
our joy, all our practices to raise our vibration through breath work, yoga, conscious eating, all the practices that are out there, you're going to raise your physical vibration above that of a viral vibration. And people mm-hmm. don't understand that, but you, you're not doing, you have to do it not from a mental job, like, oh, I'm raising my, it has to be, as you said earlier, on a cellular level. So you have to understand how to get into those cells. And one way, of course, is self-hypnosis or hypnosis or affirming that this is good for me. Or or even on a very simple basis. Let's say you don't do any of those practices. Right. But gardening brings you joy. Right. There you or go. Or cooking brings you joy. Back to the food. Then piece. you're right. back into this state of joy. And when you're in a state of joy, your your vibration is automatically lifted. So it's the old saying, do what you love and all else will follow. Right. And Find so your eat, bliss. Right. And so eat what you love. Eat what but you love. But that doesn't mean you subsist on a diet of, of, of chocolate sundaes. Right. You, know? you, have to, you have to be like the Buddha, moderation. But yes. that doesn't mean you walk around in a deprivation mode either right, about right. food or a punitive mode that I'm going to eat this, but I'm going to gain five pounds by tomorrow. Or, or even, and we all know people like this, and I, I do as well, who will so deprive themselves that they'll eat the same thing just every single day. And it's down to almost a science and right. they won't deviate from that at all, because they're convinced this is the way that they're going to stay healthy. But then where's the pleasure of food? Where's the joy in food? Right. I remember when I first met you, you used to talk about that quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. the, the there is so much joy in conscious eating. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and it really um, captures all the, the, the senses, uh, certainly the smell, the taste, and we have our favorite music in the background. <laughs> right. And when we get back to socializing, um, once they find the remedies, the cures, and other interventions for coronavirus, we'll be able to be with a conscious group, too, of people and, and partake in a feast. Right, because there's nothing better for, I think, our immune system than to connect with others. And that is, I think, probably the most serious side effect that we're seeing from this virus right. is that we're being, we're, we have a social, we have, a, no, it's even more than a social need. We have a biological need to want to connect to each other and that's being taken away. Right. The species of humanity is one that needs to work together. And so mm-hmm. You have to look at what agendas are behind that, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but the the you know the 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 human interaction. There's actual energetics that have been tracked by devices that you know you can see the different colors, you can see the different waves of energy. There mm-hmm. is a transmission on a subtle as well as an outward level when people are communing with each other, and it is of a healing nature, which we're all about here on Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. That's right. So listeners, my guest today has been Chef Sylvia Bianco. You can order her book, Simply Saute, from Amazon. It's, it's currently out of print, but you can still order it. Okay. And I am working on a new book all about uh, fear in food. It's, it's called Food Doesn't Make You Fat. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so keep your eyes 
open for food doesn't make you fat. We talked about this today in the podcast. And you can contact Chef Sylvia through her website, chefsylvia.com. Thank you, Sylvia, for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Hey, listeners, just wanted to remind you that Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine is also a radio show broadcasting live on WATD 95.9 to Boston South Shore and streaming live around the world on the Internet through 959WATD.com. Monday nights at 8 p.m. East Coast time. The beauty of the radio show is that you can call in and get a mini reading from me or one of my psychic guests to the studio 781 837-4900. So tune in on Monday nights at 8. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. Remember to download all of the episodes, like them, share them, and if you would please give them a five-star review, we would love it here. This is Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine signing off and sending you healing and higher food-loving vibrations through the quantum field. Duh.